0: On the notion of um, uh, essences and existence and technology uh, Heidegger uh, spoke of very interestingly about technology and how the essence of technology is in framing how in framing is the very basic move or uh, primal uh, Essence of technology. What does "enframing" means? It means the destiny that reveals being, or that reveals the real, and it do, and it does that by stockpiling or putting into uh, reserve. Very, very interesting idea, and what it means simply is that um, technology, the essence of it is the ability to keep putting things into frameworks, putting things into a table of contents, putting things into not only a table of contents, but a table of contents that is organized rationally and scientifically. Um, Heidegger's approach to this, was his methodology, was by first understanding causality he went from causality onwards he said that causality from the usual logical theological understanding of causality is the cause materialis the Latin which is the cause of the material the things material being a cause of it and then there was the cause efficient the efficientia or I can't pronounce it but it was about its uh, efficiency it's uh, its purpose it's the co- what the, its purpose being the cause of it and then the cause finalia or the cause the, the person the the individual who caused it the blacksmith and there was a second one I don't actually remember exactly but I think it's the cause of putting it together or something similar um, so he went from there onwards and he concluded that the blacksmith Uh, in his creation of technology uh, or of a tool of any sorts is uh, deliberately unveiling he is unveiling he is unconcealing the real by uh, approaching causality in this way and when he approaches causality in this way and uh concludes eventually that technology takes into account all these causes all of causality into one and from there uh, technology becomes the revealer of all that is caused it becomes the unconcealer of the unknown and Always will there be in the unknown some danger, because it is uncertain and it is um, ever putting itself into standing reserve, putting things into standing reserve. Um, of course, calling it danger is a bit problematic still. For it is um, dangerous. Why? You know, uh, dangerous to what? In accordance to what? 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 What is not dangerous in, in this regard? This is, is it dangerous? Only insofar that we will become put in a stockpile, that we will be put in a standing reserve. That's to discuss eventually. Um, but yeah, so so this is what technology does. Technology puts things into a standing reserve, into into frameworks, and eventually the framework itself. The thing that has been putting things into frameworks, the tools, the technology, will eventually put the blacksmith into standing reserve, and we can see that already, we can see that in job markets, we can see that in like uh, LinkedIn, people trying to find jobs, Um, companies only having to look through people as if they are in a farm, Uh, it also happens that that was implemented by Hitler where he put people into concentration camps and as a standing reserve, uh, stockpiled them, uh, organized them into people by their ethnicity and by their uh, conduct and religion. Not really religion, mainly ethnicity, because, you know, the Semites uh, was his main concern. Um, Eventually, so, so, we come down and break this apart a second because he was saying that technology essence is in framing and then he would go forward to explain what in framing is Um, if we take into account the idea of essence can essence ever be understood separately from other essences that have been completely and ever increasingly placed upon it. Let's see what this means. Um, right now, we or Heidegger, he's looking at technology and he is then breaking it apart. He is taking down, peeling off all essences that we have put upon technology. He's peeling them off one by one in order to reach the ground-root idea of what it is. Of course this goes back to his uh, Being philosophy and how he thinks everything is primordial, grounded. He always repeats the word grounded. He wants to go down to the ground of everything. he wants things grounded in in, in I don't know the real uh, in in something primal and something primordial. It's uh, I'll get to this later. So he goes down and he reaches through a lot of maneuvering and a lot of etymology that technology is poesis. Yeah, it's. Um, and why is it poesis? Because it's from techne, and techne is another word for art or manufacturing something, crafting. Uh, and the way he said it's, it's poetic is because it is revealing, it is um, bringing about something, and and it is also bringing. It's coming about from a human subject, from consciousness, from his free act. So it's not merely happening on its own it's not growing on a tree there is the human element that is in being that is consciously and with effort creating the piece the chalet the hammer the etc. so when he does that when he strips down the word technology to find its innermost essence to find the essence of what the hammer is or the essence of what a computer is, for example. He is throwing off and he is peeling off other essences that have accumulated on top. What do I mean by this? Well, we do know that the act of creating a piece of technology involves some kind of revealing. It involves some kind of bringing about into existence. But, um, and of course for him that is just basic human things which happen in being all the time. It's the basic movement that goes on in the world. But we can also break that apart and instead of it just being uh, bringing about, unconcealing, it also involves movement. It also involves change, much more primordial than simply unconcealing. Unconcealing, whatever unconcealing is, is, there is still a movement from concealment to unconcealment. There is a small gap in there. And not only that, but there is also existence. And existence is the most grounded. The most primordial, because you're not unconcealing from non-existence to existence. You are still within the realm of existence. You are still within the realm, not of being, because I believe what Heidegger means by being is being a man, man's being, man's becoming, and 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 feeling this being in existence. Um, and for him, that was the most important question, because he he wanted to know the human. Uh, aspect of this. Um, so, when we observe that, when we understand that, we see that Heidegger stopped somewhere. He stopped at unconcealment. And for him, that was enough. But that is no problem. That is one essence. Of course, existence is the primal, the most grounded one. After existence, we throw the essence of change. Or we can say the essence of, uh, or the rule of non-contradiction, uh, the rule of uh, uh, not causality, but uh, what isness, or what, do you or um, would be called um, the thing being it. It's its identity, the identity principle that is all coming about and then we have a sense of change of movement and then we reach finally humanity the person consciousness the conscious being and then the act of unconcealment so we have these levels that are coming down from existence downward or upward um, depending on how you view this. Um, and then we reach unconcealment. And unconcealment, one can say, and he did say this, it is causality because it is when man creates something, when man takes a hammer and hits it or makes it, creates it. So man having the will to cause anything, this is unconcealment. Um of course it is the, the taking off of a veil one can say it is the bringing about from oh my god um so yes sorry i'm i'm driving and it's so uh, there's a lot of traffic uh anyway so yeah so unconcealment is is that move and uh... yet the thing is it can't be the only essence of technology because eventually after we understood man's creating his cause and effect as being the primal essence and then of course technology when you create a surplus, when you create something that can produce more than the thing itself, for example a hammer that you can use many times to break apart a piece of rock and, and create from it, this idea of efficiency which creates framing, the they the putting into a table, this idea eventually also acquires more essences. Of course, the strongest essence is it acquired was the essence of certainty and scientific um, method. The scientific method. The the idea of it. Um, have becoming deterministic, becoming something in which. The irrational human element can have no input in that happened at some point and of course we know when that point was it was the enlightenment and it was all the scientific discoveries and revolutions Um, before that before the scientific revolution which Heidegger makes very clear that that is when the biggest shift happened in our relation to technology, and where its essence uh, expanded, one can say, or when its essence uh, became much more prominent, and its its acceleration was was become not acceleration, but it 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 came to be, and it a. Uh, uh, absorbed a new essence, in my opinion. It can't be only con- un- concealment. It has now the essence of inframing, but efficient inframing. Inframing that is refined towards a certain kind of philosophy. Okay. Prior to that, the creation of tools was merged with an aesthetic response a, 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 a philosophy that was much more aesthetical and much more communal a philosophy that did not merely appreciate the subjective and uh, identity driven idea behind the invention of anything For example, taking credit for creating this machine, or taking credit for inventing that machine, or taking credit for drawing this painting. All of this came about with the Renaissance and the Enlightenment, where the creation of tools, whether it be pieces of art, which Heidegger doesn't consider a tool, but I will, for the sake of... also taking it down to its essence, if one can say a piece of art is there for the appreciation, then it's a tool for appreciation, or a tool for uh, uh, understanding aesthetic, etc. So Heidegger saw that the essence of unconcealment, when it was altered, by the ideas of the scientific revolution, the ideas of, um, that it has set us on a path towards the inframing of ourselves. Yet, for him, in his way of breaking it apart, he took it down to its ground and kept speaking of that ground as inevitable, as determining it, as. Something that will keep pushing technology, that will make technology uh, dominant over man. The thing is, it is not the essence of unconcealment in, in framing that is the problem. It is the essence of scientific discovery or the scientific mind proposed by David Hume, Francis Bacon, John Stuart Mill, all the empirical philosophers that of course follow Empiricus Epicurus and that are eventually, especially David Hume, he paved the way lead to sophistry and paganism pre-Socratic primordial philosophy. Very grounded in existence very grounded in the real probably bloodthirsty justifying power unlimitedly and we don't know if it will ever have laws or anything that can organize society but that's another topic Mullah Sadr al shirazi Sadr al-Mut'aliheen, or the father of all theologians and philosophers from Iran, Persia, around 1600s in the Safavid dynasty, wrote a book, wrote a philosophy called Transcendental Philosophy. A philosophy, an Islamic philosophy, that is a synthesis of both Plato, Aristotle, and mystical thought. Mullah Sadr al-Shirazi managed with extreme excellence to describe the idea of accumulating essences. He explained that the color of a hand or the, the fact that we associate the essence of a hand to a hand or, let's say, the essence of grabbing, or the essence of, um, even the essence of human on human. All of these pile up upon the existent thing in the first place. Let's say, he was even predicting evolution. Let us say, we start off as the, the plant. We have the essence of the plant. And then, we move forward, change, we have the essence of the animal. It's an essence upon an essence. And these essences accumulate on top of existence until they reach the essence of humanity, of man. And that essence can be also applied to the hand. The hand is movement. There is movement. But this movement was only possible because there's a hand in the first place that we deliberately gave the essence of movement, gave the color of brown, and the more the hand will change, the essences will change. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up to say that if Heidegger was able to peel all those essences in order to reach unconcealment and framing, does he not think that the essences that have been placed already on top of technology can be replaced by other essences can have other essences accumulate on top of it does he not see that the placing of those essences a human production a human part of, a part of human discourse and if he does not see that then why does he think that in framing is by design the dominator the thing that much that must reach the extremity of efficiency proposed by the scientific revolution and by the scientific mindset We we all know that the scientific mindset and the enlightenment in general was not merely scientific. It was much more rational, enlightened towards ideas of liberty, ide the ideas of Plato and Aristotle and Epicurus and these people that did believe in essence did believe in universality did believe in all this stuff and when they did they were able to do what they did but it wasn't merely a technological advancement the advancement had many aspects that were of course philosophical theological political and spiritual these aspects governed how they govern (laughs) it uh, they directed them towards specific ends and on the way to those ends they created the means and thanks to this mindset that helped organize them and put them into, let's call it frames. They were able to create that technology. But then, of course, the scientists, the people, the, ph- the philosophers following Epicurus, mostly, not always mostly, to p- pave the way for a philosophy of government, of governance that is associated to the essence of technology and when they proposed this style of government that was related to the essence of technology we encountered a new kind of government, the colonial government, the colonial empires Colonial empires turned other countries into stockpile reserves or standing reserves. Turned other nations, other people, other ethnicities into standing reserves. That was the main thing that came out of France and the UK. Something that everybody nowadays is against. Of course, and when a country tried to have a piece of that cake, Germany, when Hitler was eager to also have an empire that held standing reserves, standing reserves of people, not standing reserves of mere resources, people and resources, it wasn't a attempt to make people follow your country or be part of it or to expand your influence entirely. No. To place the white man in a specific area against all of humanity. As the liberator, as the civilizer, and all within the same idea of inframing. The same idea of putting into standing reserve. So, when that happened, technology, the essence of it in framing, after an alteration of efficiency, of an essence of efficiency that came about through the Renaissance and the Enlightenment, that was actually from the Muslim world, that was actually being cooked, developed, understood, from the Muslim world. Of course, they read the Greek text, but they commented on the Greek text. And from some of the first scientists were from the Muslim world. The Greeks were not scientists. They were philosophers. But the idea of science, of not caring about these universals and, and, and digging deep into essences of essences, the idea of just creating a tool that serves the community and that... To Fulfilled the purpose That was In the Muslim world And that spread to uh, To Europe Anyways And so Germany of course Now As a country that was That dealt with A lot of Idealist philosophies And uh, Was doing some critical Theory and thinking And um, Negation And some Hegelianism coming about here and there, Karl Marx, all these philosophers that did not look at technology as, or did not look at humanity or people as standing reserve, even though they did have some colonies, but they weren't, they did not take it as far as the Brits, decided with a conservative revolution, which is the, fascist party, not Nazism, to go ahead and conquer the world and to make that happen. And this is where the interesting part comes in. Heidegger decided to join the fascist party, the Nazi party. And he joined it, and in the interview that we read of him on Spiegel, Dear Spiegel, He he was pretty much saying that what was happening in Germany was inevitable. It had to happen. It coincides with the essence of technology. And that is for me a justification. It's It's a bias justification that is making true all the essences that were placed upon technology. And even though he's peeling them off to go down to that essence, which is in framing, first he's not going all the way, he's not reaching existence, he stops at concealment. Second of all, he does not consider what he peeled off, the essences that he peeled off, as being uh, essential or important to the very first essence. He sees the very first essence as the existential determiner, the putting into destiny of inframing. He cannot. He does not look upon the, the the essence on top, which is the scientific revolution and ideas of the scientific enlightenment, things coming from Epicurus and uh, Sophistry, coming on its way. As the thing that determines this, he does say the scientific revolution. There was a spark. There was a thing that happened that created this efficiency in framing. Yet he does not at all uh, give that the credit into what has happened by technology today. No, he blames unconcealment itself, bringing about from nothing, or bringing about from the unknown, or walking towards the future as the nature in itself. This, of course, is problematic because it has a huge bias. He's a protestant theologian, he's not, he says he's not, he's a hardcore atheist. But it is filled with notions of Armageddon, a notion of Armageddon, a notion of work, working and actualizing your being, creating tools to actualize your being of not staying in the way of that inframing that is creating those tools because that is destiny and destiny is pushing everybody towards the inframing of humanity he approaches this idea and he puts it down there but He leaves out, number one, the ground of existence, the the primal truth of existence itself, and the other truth, which is the accumulation of essences upon existence by the human subject through unconcealment. Through unconcealment and through reflection, and one can say unconcealment is a way that man thinks as well it can't only be the creation of technology breaking the veils, taking down the veils of knowledge to understand unity to understand spirit to understand the one veils that show you other philosophies other understandings veils that obstruct us from knowing the primordial essence of existence or the primordial uh, definition primordial effect all of this comes about in Heidegger's thoughts about technology and I will address this in a class soon, bye bye